Welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to female protagonists in fiction, film, and the stage. Co-hosted by India Marie Paul and Katie Zutter. For our fourth season, we take a deep dive into the leading ladies of the Golden Age musicals and discuss just how well these Hollywood and Broadway characters have aged. This episode, we find ourselves on opening night of the new musical, Kiss Me Kate. We follow the drama both on and off stage of its star, Lily Vanessi, along with the rest of the cast of Cole Porter's biggest hit. Welcome to this Welcome. episode of Damsels in Dialogue. <laughs> oh, so today we are um, diving into, I was going to say a little bit different, but not really yeah. much different yeah. <laughs> from all the others. It's still a Golden Age musical, friends. But this time it is Kiss Me, Kate, Woo. partially by Cole Porter. So, partially? Um, yeah, he only did the music and lyrics. Yeah, he didn't do he did, He's not a librettist. Yeah. Right. Hmm. So yeah. So it's it's obviously made famous. It is known as a Cole Porter musical. Mm -hmm. But there's a whole writing team that wrote the book. So let's jump into it, shall we? So um, the musical "Kiss Me, Kate" originally came to be in 1948. Now this was a musical written by a married couple. Okay. Bella, I'm I'm so sorry, Mr. Samuel. Bella and Samuel Spewick. Spoak, one of that. She is a Romanian immigrant. He is a Ukrainian immigrant. Really? Is that not super cool? That is so fascinating. In 1948, yes. huh? Yes. Okay. And they were already working together and doing things. Like this uh-huh. was not their first rodeo. This was easily their most successful. Yeah. Um, but they they wrote a lot. That's so of, cool. Of stuff together. Yeah. And actually, Bella started, invited Cole Porter on. And she was working with him alone for a while before her husband joined in. Hmm. So so I thought that was really, really cool. That's super Um, cool. Yeah. And we'll dive into uh, those three individually more in the after hours. Mm -hmm. But I thought that was a really interesting point to make, especially Mm -hmm. because... This is based on, at face value, it seems based on William Shakespeare's Taming the Shrew, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. However, it was yeah. actually based on a real life argument from the Lunts who did it in the 1935 mm-hmm. production of Taming in the Shrew. A Broadway producer saw Alfred... And Lynn Lunt, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the married couple who were who was cast as the romantic leads in this show, actually arguing backstage. That is so cool. And then 10 years later, they're like, what if we made a show about it? And then 10 years after that, they're like, what if we made a movie about it? I have to say, in my search, which granted, I wasn't like spewing through archives. Mm-hmm. Um, spewing through archives? Disgusting. No. We don't do that either. <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, I was do not, not- recommend. Perusing through archives, um, I couldn't find because these like people were alive, like they were still very much in showbiz when I've heard this that happened. Name before, like they retired right around when the movie came out, or right after the movie came out, something along those lines. So they, the Lunts, were like around when this was made. Did they know it was about them? They have to have because like, did they go to the show and be like, "Oh my god, is this about us? <laughs> <laughs> is this? Did they pull a full Euphoria? Is this play about us?" <laughs> <laughs> right but like what like what yeah i couldn't find a whole i'm sure there's got to be stuff about it. i'm sure at yeah. the time mm-hmm. it was in tabloids and stuff but that might be something that i need to like 
look into archives of like newspapers and stuff as, as yeah, opposed to just like that's a de- yeah that's internet a, things uh-huh uh-huh but yeah isn't that wild i that's thought crazy. that was really funny and then a little bit about them is they also worked on the west end and um uh, broadway mm-hmm. because she was born oh. in london i think and then mm-hmm. he was from like milwaukee or something so they could, like, something bounce. along those lines mm-hmm. so yeah so they so they and they almost almost outside of like one time exclusively where she he had her go do something without him good for her yeah and and he was like get it girl <laughs> that's so fascinating yeah they worked they worked together like as a couple yeah. and they were hired consistently and like won awards and stuff working side by side so you have a married couple writing the story first before yes. Cole Porter about a married couple scene yes. fighting off stage and taming during a, a production of the Taming, of, taming of, the of the True. Wow, that is so cool! Isn't it? <laughs> it's like an inception of things. Yes, like that's, that's yeah. awesome. I love yeah. that so much. <laughs> it's a little wild. Um, I yeah, <laughs> I enjoy it quite a lot. Going into more about the musical before we touch a little bit on Shakespeare just so we know yeah. where that's from. Yeah. Kiss Me Kate was Porter's response mm-hmm. musically and everything to Rodgers and Hammerstein's Oklahoma and others. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, which does seem kind of pointed and it did, I mean, the songs put him on the map indefinitely. Yep. Um, on top of things that he was already on the map for. Yeah. But it was also the first show, which is a little surprising to me because he wrote so many beforehand mm-hmm. the music and lyrics were firmly connected with the script so mm-hmm. he he worked with bella and then samuel um mm-hmm. later down the line to really integrate it which you can you can really tell watching the show mm-hmm. because even the songs are still bright and fun but mm-hmm. you can tell what is kiss me kate and what is the actors like you backstage can. like they're, yeah. they're different <laughs> yeah they're they're like that's a good point because so it was so popular and we'll see this. We've seen it already and we'll see it in more, yes. I think. Just how many songs were just written as standalone things that were yeah. placed into musicals or were popular and like were written to be popular, that kind of or stuff. Or written so, for a specific human. Yes, exactly. So that's really cool. that it, And it does like that track. So definitely like yeah. it, it feels very contextual, all of those songs. Mm-hmm. Well done. Isn't that well cool? Done. Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. And just – more little fun facts. It mm-hmm. was uh, Porter's only show to run for more than a thousand performances on wow. Broadway. It also mm-hmm. won the Tony Award for Best Musical. Mm-hmm. Um, something I did notice is they do, once again, I don't know if it's because Cole Porter has the bigger name attached mm-hmm. or because at that time, much like you literally just said, India, um, yeah. <laughs> music was incredibly important because you wanted to chart and that is like, like pop culture mm-hmm. was music theater culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. They were one and the same. So I wonder if that's also why this is like strictly spoken as if Cole Porter wrote the entire thing himself. Not to say that obviously he had a lot to do with it and it's great yeah. and it's phenomenal. Yeah. But like I had to look to find stuff on this other couple, um, which was a little surprising to me since yeah. they did write the book and they started it <laughs> mm-hmm. and they invited him on. So that was kind of surprising to me. Now that you say that, like, finding the librettist information for pretty much all the ones that I've done so far it's just a little hard like it's not at the forefront it's like irving Mm -hmm. berlin's cole porter lerner and lowe's like it just that the the composer is at the forefront of yeah of the golden age 
That's so interesting because a lot of them mm-hmm. had pretty like hefty books and scenes. And yes. Stuff. They weren't all just like song, 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 you know? No. Even mm-hmm. even this, there was a couple times watching this where I'm like, oh, there could have been more songs in this, dare mm-hmm. I ask? Yeah. <laughs> dare I say. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so just after those tidbits, now mm-hmm. um, the story, like I mentioned, it is a real life like they literally took that. <laughs> so what they did to make it kind of work is you see it's it opens with another open another show, which so is a good. just a classic, a classic music theater song that's that I would argue most people on the mm-hmm. street have heard. And so the rough plot is you get to see it opening day. So you mm-hmm. start to see the arguments, you see some backstory for the characters, then you see the play commence. In Almost its entirety. Yeah. <laughs> As it's yeah. supposed to be done. Now, how that was based on the real life couple, the arguments. The argument specifically, like what it was about, is not the same. I have speculations, and since they are speculations, we're going to talk about them in the after hours, okay. of okay. what <laughs> the actual like potential arguments could have been. Yeah. But I, I, they were not this. In real life, this couple was – the Lunts were actually hailed as one of the greatest couples of all time in, okay. in like, music theater. Like, as yeah. far as – and by greatest, I mean long-lasting. They did not divorce. They I was about to ask. Like, they were happy. They were together. They also, like, met in 1919 and got married in 1922. And then, once again, proceeded to act for, like – Four decades together. Mm -hmm. Like, not just like together in the same show, like as love interests in the same shows. Like, Like. wild. So, so yeah, that's what they're kind of hailed as this, like, truly a power couple that made it through this song and they retired together. It was very, this was. This was quite quite the relationship, (laughs) and so in the Kiss Me K musical. They're divorced. So that is one of the big difference, which I do get it. I do get it. You want to amp up the drama. drama. You want to make it make it more. So so what they did is they added that they're divorced and it's this divorce couple going on and you have, you know, she's engaged to somebody else and then he's like kind of flirting with a little bit of everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was the main difference of the original source material as far as like that argument, that mm-hmm. inc- inciting incident. Mm-hmm. Uh, so – Still an argument, but not quite the same. And the Lunts did not break on stage and nope. do a bunch of stuff on stage to like <laughs> almost wreck the show. Yep. That also was not real. Um, also, they obviously add some more drama by adding gangsters because why not? As one does, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that this might be a trope we should also keep our eyes on because yep. this like gambling gangsters owing well, we money. Guys and dolls. This yeah. is like the second mm-hmm. show of four. Mm-hmm. That this is this okay. is into play, and I know there's other musicals that we did not pick for this season. Yeah, that also involve that kind of thing. So yeah. I don't know if that was just the times. Was that yeah. what we were concerned with at the time? It's a lot of working women in the performing arts. And yep, we have that too. Working women, that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and lots of lots of similar yeah. tropes. Yeah, there's a lot of that in it. I I am curious. I don't know that either of us will have this number or idea, but divorce on stage. A divorced woman being on stage. I'm not sure off the top of my head. I know now it's significantly more popular. It is, but this now, is, yeah, but I don't know about that era. Yeah, this is 48, but these are like mm-hmm. divorced 
yeah. a little older. That, yeah. That's cool. That's a cool representation. Changing the times. We yeah. like it. Well done. <laughs> yeah. For the original show. Now, the original where – because obviously they still included – which is so pointed. They still included Taming <laughs> the Shrew, but instead they made it that, that they're doing a musical, which does make it more fun. It is very Cole Porter in that it's – and honestly, Gold Mage in general, where there's massive choruses yep. that do things, mm-hmm. but the chorus is on a lot, yep. doing lots of dance, dance numbers, numbers, lots of big yep. things, big big opening numbers, big group numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, the classic act two opener that kind of makes no sense and is yep. kind of just for fun. Like you could remove for the show and the plot wouldn't change at all, but Mm -hmm. everyone likes it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, That's also there. How do you really feel about that? (laughs) It's it's so fun. I I love them. I think they're so funny. I don't understand how that trope happened, Uh, but it's definitely a thing. It's there's so many musicals of that era where like the opening of Act Two could be removed entirely from the show and the plot would not be changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Love them. They're bangers. <laughs> like you're trying to fit like a time quota. I don't I don't understand. Like I but, start. Yeah. Right. Gives things for the chorus to do, which is big and massive. Um, mm-hmm. so they made the Taming of the Shrew a musical mm-hmm. that they are doing, which is super fun. And so to harken back and forth a little bit to that, they did keep a lot of like prose mm-hmm. and such like that. They do also keep a more, um, quote, traditional way of costuming, depending on how the costumer decides to go with that, of the play within a play. Mm -hmm. Um, I also very much enjoy, this is my playception, Taming of the Shrew is how it starts is there's this like guy in the street, very Shakespeare, where it's like, once again, you could remove him. It's like, why? you can just tell us. You don't need to tell this like drunk man on the street, but Mm -hmm. I'm here Mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. So we're telling him and they're putting on a play for him, right? So now it's, they're putting on a play for this guy that is now in a musical. So it's it's a musical about this guy watching a musical. Yep. It's like a musical. Music, music. Yep. I love it. My brain hurts. Um. Okay. Anyway, so mm-hmm. continuing off of that small side tangent. <laughs> um, so the original Shakespeare, a lot of people, I say, um, there's a lot of big debates, which yes. we won't go into like super, super heavily because yeah, that's not what this is about. Yeah. But lots of debates of is this sexist? Is this not sexist? I did go through and count how many lines she had, mm-hmm. which was sad. Oh. Judging, it's a five-act play. Yep. Some of the acts only have like one scene or a couple yeah. scenes. Um, But the entirety of act one, she has four lines. Act five, she has 11. One of them is her monologue, yep. but it's 11. Yeah. Act three, she has eight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then- to 35, 4, yeah. 24. So we're in a little bit of that. Yeah. But yeah, they spend the first half, it's over all, half of that show yeah, talking it's about, about Kate. <laughs> yes. Yes. A lot of it is, this is definitely, The Taming of the Shrew is about the men. Oh, it yeah. is about the men wrangling women. Yep. How, rereading it, just not mm-hmm. to like dive in super deep, but yeah. like sexist, not sexist. I think it's a very problematic play i mean you can't get or you cannot get around the fact that is a play where there are men discussing how to marry off a woman in the like toxic world that they lived in which she had to be married first for her younger daughter who's pretty and fun and everyone loves to like Mm -hmm. get married so like you can't get around that there's no changing that plot point of the entire crux of the show right (laughs) so like in that way 
Mm-hmm. I understand that very sexist argument. The biggest, the biggest thing that I still go back and forth on is her monologue at the end, mm-hmm. which is something that people probably debate with Kiss Me Kate too. Oh, for sure. And and I wish it ended with the monologue, but it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. It ends with the men being like, we did it. And you're like, Bleh. yeah, I agree entirely with that entirely. <laughs> like it's, um, it's, it's, yeah, what can you do? Yeah, truly, truly. The only thing I'd like to add is I do love what the idea of this play has sparked. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Because like ten things I hate about you. Oh, love it. One of the one of the most iconic movies. <laughs> and there's Amazing lots adaptation. of right. There's tons of like really interesting adaptations where they where they've taken this idea, turned it on, turned it on its head, spun mm-hmm. it a little bit differently, mm-hmm. modernized it, and it's really really interesting. So I think the basic premise is clever, but yes, everything yes. Um, yeah. some things that which is why I didn't dive. I don't want to dive too deep into the source yeah. material because it's really they're not the same. They're not no, the same people at all. Not. There's literally a scene. Where one of these scenes where there's lines, I think it's mm-hmm. act two, mm-hmm. where she has the most lines, um, they have to stop her from physically abusing her sister. Mm-hmm. Like that's yep. – Yeah, the physical – Like her sister is like, tied up yeah. and physically abusing her. Yeah. And that's like not even just that. It's it's a lot of – she's she's very strong-willed and everything, but it's not quite the same. I like what they did with um, how they've woven it because yeah. I think how the writers and Cole Porter – took this old idea and this old play and kind of made it fun yeah. and modernized it just enough that you're mm-hmm. not like cringy. Like the I Hate Men song Love it. is hysterical. It's amazing. It's so funny. And mm-hmm. it it puts across what the entire first act of them talking about her does in one mm-hmm. song. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, in, in a, a fun way. In a really fun way. And I think what, what this has the advantage of rather than the original Shakespeare is that by putting these like clearly like 1940s stars in mm-hmm. ridiculous costumes, you're also kind of making yes. fun of Shakespeare. Oh, like, so, for like, sure. By making fun of the source material that is problematic at times, you're also a layer away from it. So there's a way to like yeah. be able to have campy fun times with a problematic show because it's not about it's mm-hmm. not about Kate and Petruchio. It's about no, Vanessi no. and yes. like, it's, it's not about like, <laughs> So I think that's why I enjoy I like I don't enjoy reading Taming of the Shrew anymore. Mm-hmm. I other than like the banter is is on point. Oh yes, it's fabulous. Yes. But I love watching Kiss Me Kate. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and and I love that they brought just enough where like they're still doing a little bit of a lilt to their voices. They're still mm-hmm. doing. It's not quite like word for word Shakespeare, and obviously yeah. they sing and they have big dance numbers. But it's it's very fun, very yeah. clever, and they take the idea mm-hmm. of this instead of making her a shrew because mm-hmm. she's not. Lily is not a shrew. Yeah, she. It just doesn't like Fred, yeah, <laughs> at I mean, least outwardly. Yeah. You know, so I, I really like that they made her truly a like a go getter, a hard working mm-hmm. woman mm-hmm. who is kind of fed up with this guy. And you get it, <laughs> you and know, you and you get it. it. You for sure, for sure. And that was something also that I enjoyed mm-hmm. because instead of um, Percrucio, Petruchio, why? Why don't like? Jul- Romeo and Juliet at that. Yeah, right. Petruchio. Um, like weird. Um, so whereas he comes in and he's so much more clever than she is. Mm-hmm. He's so much more clever and he's able to outwit her. And that's what he's, you know, 
gets her to marry him, forcibly takes her to the house. Like, that is not the case at all. Now we're jumping back and forth from the, yeah, the show and, okay. and the Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah. But um, just to keep everyone on board. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is much different than Fred and Lily's relationship where um, you have a whole song, a whole backstory mm-hmm. of the first Wunderbar is what they, yeah, they sing God. together because that's an old musical or an old opera so operetta cute. that they were in, you know. And so you see them. They truly were mm-hmm. in love at some point. This was not a – she was forced into anything at no point. Because mm-hmm. cause even when they're like, kiss, kiss him, like mm-hmm. kiss her Kate, which is a line from Shakespeare. Yes. Kiss me Kate is from Shakespeare. But, mm-hmm. and she says no, they try to get her to do it, but she wins out. Yes. <laughs> for at least that bit. Yep. She has to be picked up and carried off stage because she won't kiss him. Which is so good <laughs> because you're watching her have an agency when she clearly yes. is just like not supposed to. So yes. it's also like an act of working against the material at that point. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Like, oh, it's so good. It's great. I love it. So I, I did like that difference from the original Shakespeare as well, because there's a lot of things put against your will. Um, I also like that. Yeah. Patricio. I did almost again. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Patricio. Mm-hmm. I did it right. I almost yeah. mercutioed him again. Um, Patricio <laughs> uh, is so suave and like, I know everything and I'm better than you and yeah. I'm outwitting you. Fred actively is kind of a buffoon. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very charming. He's like if Flynn Rider was mm-hmm. more of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if Flynn Rider was written to not like him as much. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is kind of what Fred reads as. Yeah. Which which is why you get, you're like, oh, that's why they didn't work. I get it. Yeah, that's why you That's why they didn't him. work. I got you. I- <laughs> Amazing. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> you divorced him, clearly. <laughs> like- yes. Yes. And and that's what I really enjoy as well from mm-hmm. that original idea because they easily could have having that source material to mm-hmm. work with. Oh. Easily could have just made her a bitch. Yeah. And they didn't. They yep. absolutely did not. They they made her hardworking woman. You can see that on the phone call where she's going back and forth, and she's truly, genuinely nice to everyone else around her. Mm-hmm. She's nice to at least for most of the show, yeah. her fiance. Mm-hmm. Um, she's really nice to um the actress who plays Bianca. Oh yeah, for the most part, like she sends her flowers at the beginning of the show. Yeah, it's so sweet. Um, yeah. like like she's she's really nice. To Hattie. She's nice to to everyone, mm-hmm. if not sometimes businessy. Well, that's like, yeah, but like it, but she gets her work Kate. done. Yeah, she's not like. No, yeah. she is not Kate. She, yeah. she, except when she is talking to Fred. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is, which is so much fun. Yeah. So uh, diving into mm-hmm. her as a character, I think Lee is such a interesting character to mm-hmm. be, mm-hmm. to be able to perform as, because how often. As an actress are you, or actor, are you allowed to entirely break character on mm-hmm. purpose on mm-hmm. stage? And she gets to do that. Yeah. She arguably, Lily, is more famous than Fred is. Mm-hmm. She is the Hollywood. She's been brought in as a Hollywood star. This whole show is very much they are bringing in stunt casting mm-hmm. is what like half this show is yep. which is kind of funny because it's kind of making fun of the golden age oh in it's a hundred percent making fun of like its own th- like it's making fun of theater the yeah yeah a hundred percent 
a beautiful fashion. Like, yep. And it's still so people a- like cute numbers. Like, yes. but, like by doing the show, you get to do like the cute numbers everyone wants, but also then you can make fun of it after. Like it's, yeah. Oh, it's great. yes, for sure. Oh, it's a blast. It's an absolute blast. <laughs> so there's all this stun casting that they cl- like clear, like obviously talk about. Like yeah. they very just like openly talk about. Bill being the the, the Broadway dancer they brought oh, on yeah. <laughs> like to do oh, Shakespeare. Bill. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's just, you know, the night worker, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. who plays Bianca. There's, yeah, it's just, it's, it's very funny and very interesting to see all that. So it's very, I, I love that they made Lily a hardworking, accomplished woman because she is arguably the most famous person in the show. Like, yeah. Fred is a producer, but I think that's more if he has to be to get his name on the marquee, whereas uh-huh. she she doesn't need to. She doesn't need to be there. <laughs> she, she doesn't like, need to be she, there. Yeah. And she's not a diva. Like, you could no. easily have written her as a diva. Yes, and right. she is not. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's I, – I love – that she is nice to everyone with him. Mm-hmm. I, they just it just gives her so much more depth. Mm-hmm. Um, because on the flip side, the actress plays Bianca is is very flat. Now she is a very interesting character by mm-hmm. herself, but she does not change, she does not grow, she no. is very static. Yep. So, and we can talk about her real quick after because she'll be a yeah, fun. Yeah, it'll be it's a just a seconds. fun little thing. She's a yeah, yeah. she's a plot yeah, device. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. There's a fun couple of interesting things about her. Would She's love super to play fun. That part. Oh, hands yeah. down. She was easily that like fun ditzy blonde that everybody had in a show yep. for the mm-hmm. longest time that was yep. is just just, just fun to play. Yeah. She's sexualized, but there's a way you can do it where she's not overly sexualized. Yeah. Yep. You know? Um, you can definitely modernize it up yeah. unlike other shows with that kind of character. You can't. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But L- Lily is nice to everybody. And yeah. coming from such prominence, I mean, her fiance, like she literally talks to the president. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> During the show. Like, Why not? Like you don't meet that kind of person by being a nobody. Like she, like, yeah. she, Casually. she knows people. Yeah, you know. So this is kind of a big deal, and I, I love that. I love that she commits. I love that she allows herself to have this moment with him and kind of get carried away of catching up on old times. And that was yeah. really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And you, you get to see them fall in love again, kind mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Um, but also not really because Fred's kind of an ass. Yes. <laughs> Because then she gets the flowers, the mistaken flowers that mm-hmm. kind of is the inciting incident of the whole show. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets flowers that were not meant for her. They were meant for the actress who plays Bianca. Mm-hmm. So and like to just salt the wounds, they're also her bridal flower mm-hmm. choices mm-hmm. from Hoop Bouquet. So I love a good just, miscommunication incident. Like that, like uh, sparking everything. I love and it. Honestly. It has to be if it's gonna have any. If Shakespeare's in it at all, yeah, there's got to be a a massive miscommunication yes. issue. There's got to be yes. like dressing as things you aren't. Yep, which does happen. Just like passing by mistaken identity. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It's got to It's got to happen. So, yep. thank you for that, Shakespeare. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I something that I really really enjoyed as well about mm-hmm. her character is you see her fall. You see her reminisce about the love. Mm-hmm. He walks away. And you get to see her sing about it. Yeah. You get to see her sing So In Love, which is such a good song. Mm-hmm. So In Love. is it, It's such a good song. I've heard it done as duets. Mm-hmm. It's like put in like 
like standard books yep. as just a it's it's just so good. And um so and to have it come back as a later that that Fred does as a reprise yeah. is just uh A plus. Yep. Um quality writing yep. here. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> um what's interesting to me is she never let him go. And when I first when I first dove into this I didn't like that. I didn't like that she was in- actively engaged to somebody else. Yeah. Engaged to get married and was still in love with her old fling. Yeah. But then, but then that part of me that loves a good enemy is to lover's what, trope. That, you know. Loves like, a good, it loves a good, like, that. yeah. Yeah, like wrong person at the wrong time or like, yeah. right, or sorry, right person, wrong time. Uh, and maybe now's the right time, you know, mm-hmm. like that side of me was like, okay, maybe it's okay. Yeah. Like maybe. Yeah. Maybe we're good with this. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's like it. And you, and you, they do a good job at showing why she is just like marriage of conveniencing, settling yes. with it, you know? And if they took anything from Taming of the Shrew, it's the enemies to lovers idea. Yes. Even though his is much more messed up. Yeah. There's like that, that is, they're such <laughs> a good enemies to lover, lovers to enemies to lovers. <laughs> Like story, yes, yes, like, yes. For real. Because we this know that just, she loved him at one point. Inception, like, yeah. This whole show is Inception. Maybe that's why it's a little, like, a little Ooh. forgivable. Because you see the they do a good job at doing the Vundabar, and you see them what they were in their heyday. You see that spark, yes. and so you want her. We're already set up to want them to be back together. Oh, from, for sure. From the start. So they've manipulated yeah. us into not liking her fiance <laughs> as soon as he shows up. Yes, you have to. Yeah. They did it Get him us. out of the picture. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I like that. I like too that they twisted a little that she has somebody else like that because in the play, Shakespeare's, it's Bianca that has like a thousand suitors they're trying to get rid of. And not that this Bianca doesn't. No, Don't get me wrong. Great, yeah. She's still enjoying her time. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought that was kind of interesting too. So Lily sings a song to herself, this beautiful mm-hmm. solo mm-hmm. about this man that she's still super in love with, but kind of drives her nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. That she has talked herself into not being able to be with Gets these flowers Thrilled Goes on stage The kicker is that she does not read the note mm-hmm. Until like halfway through act one yep. And I think that is so fun It's just that because waiting you, Yeah you get, you get numbers You get performances mm-hmm. where she's on Where she sings before she's read the note mm-hmm. And I think that is so fun because you get so you witness so much more depth to her character. Mm-hmm. You see her go full circle of mm-hmm. I am performing, I am an actress. So now you've you've acted as Lily. Mm-hmm. You've now been Lily. Now you're seeing Lily act as Catherine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which stage. is its own, like how would Which Lily is its own be Catherine? Thing. Not what I would do as Catherine, but how would she? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then it is now you've read this and you see it crumble from she starts to like lose it where she's still in character, but then takes advantage of the opportunity Mm -hmm. to bring it into the play and just become herself. And I think that's really, really cool because it does. She keeps the lines the same until she shoves that note in his face. And then he's like, Oh no. And like his whole life flashes before his eyes. The (laughs) subtext, the subtext and like that story, that's not song. That story and yes. how that plot comes up yes. and when it happens and the mm-hmm. amount of trust that they have in their performer to subtextualize all of what's happening underneath 
Yeah, I love good dramatic irony. I love when we know something's wrong and we're watching it knowing knowing more than people on stage. I yes. adore that kind of irony. Um, so watching her knowing she's mad at him who's confused is one of the funniest shit <laughs> like, that you can yep. ever watch. It's just so good. Like, A married so- couple wrote this, guys. Like, and it shows. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's the miscommunication. It's the It's the like... Your tone was off. Like, what is happening? Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. As soon as you said married couple, I went, that's why. Yes. That's oh, it's so good. Yeah. The banter between them is, is phenomenal. Cause mm-hmm. even at the beginning when they're arguing, like in the opening, it's definitely harsh. Mm-hmm. But when they're bantering in the dressing rooms, it feels like old married couple. Yeah. So I, I love that. I love that you get just to, to witness her breakdown. Yep. And then in the longest intermission known to man, oh, wow. um, Beyonce shows up and you see her like really commit, like really backpedal Mm -hmm. from the original so in love solo that she did. Mm -hmm. She is so upset with him and everything he's done that even this dumb Beyonce who is just, I mean, they poke fun of the president with him. (laughs) He is, he's like clearly uninterested in her as a human being. Like, Yep. <laughs> and her dimension as opposed to Fred who's like oh yeah you're gonna quit acting really yeah. really that's gonna be fun I think that's it's gonna be boring way. for you I think that's gonna be boring for you your life's gonna be super boring and you're gonna you're hate gonna that hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. like it makes you it's just so well done mm-hmm. that you can tell she's not doing it because uh, she's in love with this guy yep it's spite now it's absolutely spite <laughs> 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 the whole song she sings a whole duet with him where she's like can't wait <laughs> oh that poor guy just to spite him you yeah. know mm-hmm. and it's just so fun it's just it just she goes through so many ups and downs and so much dimension yeah. and then by the end of it she seemingly walked off without him without yep. the the fiance yep i will say so there's that Thank the heavens, that fiance, that stiff shirt. Oh my gosh. Um, and they're super worried. Uh, it There's a lot of really fun chorus moments of like stalling for time mm-hmm. to okay. make this happen, which is also very entertaining. Yep. Harking back to what I said earlier, where this is just a beautiful show to do with if you want a big cast. Yep. Very easily done. They will all have a moment. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's a blast. And then reminiscent of Shakespeare. Um, the original, she comes back. She does come back and return. They are no longer waiting for like, can they do this show without their lead? Yep. Um, she does return. And instead of doing the monologue, it is a song. I would expect none less. I would hope it would be a song because this is musical. Like yeah. yeah. It's the whole thing. And the just the title alone. Mm-hmm. I am ashamed that women are so simple. This is the longest title outside of I've come to wive it wealthily in Padua. 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 Yeah. Outside of that is the longest name of the show. <laughs> and I th- I like it so much better than the ending of Taming of the Shrew. Yes. I think you can give so much more depth to this song. Mm-hmm. There. Oh. Rather, there's more leeway. There's more leeway in this song than there is in Shakespeare, mm-hmm. which I very much like. How did you feel yeah. about the comparison of the two? 
it what hmm. I still have like really mixed feelings about this last monologue because oh when, oh oh yeah like, the last yeah, on, on both subtext. are still only, rough yeah, yes. yeah the only way that you can get through it is by accepting subtext mm-hmm. so what I think is easier to wrap your head around in Kiss Me Cape is that one you know she is already in love with him there's no yes. like bending her will you know what I mean like you know that one she doesn't need to bend her will that she has chosen right. to come back because she's in love with him. Yes. So the subtext is already built into the character Lily herself. Right. So there's a I think if if treated like I I am ashamed that women are so simple thinking that like I'm ashamed that I can't I just can't quit you. You know, yeah. like that that's the like if that's right. the subtext of it of like I'm pissed at myself because I'm here right now. Like, mm-hmm. that's where the only way I can really get on board with this kind of thing, because, like, the original text is, like, women are this and blah, 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 mm-hmm. like, pretty little things, and, which is probably what Shakespeare wrote to make sure that he wrote that and You know what I mean? Like, he just had a woman be very aggressive on stage, so he probably had to write oh, that yes. to, like, appease all the things. Oh, but, oh, for sure, for sure. So, so like, this, yeah. taking a very problematic source material and have built a character who you know would just not doesn't believe the things she's saying unless it's ironic mm-hmm. because it's that idea of judging herself for looking at a man she clearly shouldn't be with and being in love with. It's very much actually right. uh, Marry the Man Today from Guys and Dolls where they're like, hmm. we shouldn't love these men. Why are we in love with these men? That's the start of that scene before they mm-hmm. sing about like, we'll marry him today, we'll change him tomorrow. But like the start of it is like, why are we in Mary? Why are we in love with them? Like that's yeah. so like so. If that's the essence of the song, I can get on board with it. And I think that's right. what Cole Porter and the writer writing team have built. But it's such a hard monologue to, to listen to. Yeah, because this is definitely. I mean, you have things like. You know, so wife, hold your temper and meekly put your hand near the sole of your husband's foot, you know. But another thing I like better about this than I do about Taming the Shrew mm-hmm. is this is the the musical. This is not this her. This is not She's her. performing. This is, this is her performing, which mm-hmm. I think makes the juxtaposition more prominent. Yeah. It's harder to... To take the original Tammy the Shrew and be like, oh well, she meant this. Yeah, this she's, you know, like, she's playing the part of Kate in this moment, right? Whereas this, yes, yes, yeah. she is. She is playing the part of that, as which is, I, I, it's so much easier to dissociate for that from the original yeah. and to make it more of of a juxtaposition of a a play on. This is not actually what's happening. <laughs> Like, and maybe maybe the way isn't like her subtextually doing it. Maybe it's maybe the idea because I haven't seen this live. I've only seen like the live video yeah. of it, and I've seen the movie of it. But the idea that if you're perf- like if the shock is that she is there, then her words are meaningless because mm-hmm. what you're actually viewing is her and Petruchio silently telling each other that they love each other. So like what she's saying can kind of be thrown out the door if mm-hmm. what you're actually watching is via on stage to right. actors having a silent communication to agree yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I'm back and I'm here to stay. So maybe that, maybe, maybe that helps. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, I mean, they end up yeah. 
together in the yeah. end. And this is a little, this is significantly more confident they're together in the end. Yes. Than yes. the original. Like it's at the end of like, this musical, they are happily together. Yeah, it's, not. Yeah, did she get forced into this? Is this right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, they love each other. They love each other. So yes, that's, that's what yes. makes it. Not the words busy. she is saying is not. Yeah, yeah. I do still the best, but I do like it better. Yeah, Lily. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> you can't say Kate. Okay, Kate. Lily. Because Kate is the same person. Yeah. At the beginning of well, eh. no. Kate. Kate is very very different yeah. by the end. Yeah. Um, the way they're she's portraying it and everything. Yep. And then Lily, it's arguable that she potentially is not changed. And if she is, she has come full circle. Yeah. Back to where it started, mm-hmm. where it seemed like her whole career and life started in mm-hmm. this operetta where her career started, where she met the love of her life and mm-hmm. all those kinds of things. So she does go through a lot. She does yeah. have lots of ups and downs. She does change. She does go through everything. But does she kind of end up back where she started and not necessarily a bad way? Yeah. And that that's a good point because she is a character. Lily as a character does not change who she is. Like there wasn't mm-hmm. a, a, a flawed part of her that gets that, so, that something in the musical affects them and they change for the better. Her situation and her choices change. But mm-hmm. she, as a character, I think I I could argue very easily that she stays very much who she is, mm-hmm. and she's not apologetic of it because she is a great person. Like she, she as a character yes. is like a very solid, complete human being. She she really is, which is really really fantastic because mm-hmm. so many of the girls that we've talked about, mm-hmm. and and the one we're gonna talk about right after this, yep. um, are not quite like not even close to as well rounded as she is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And well developed. Like some of them are characterized by their jobs mm-hmm. or by their desires. Where yes, Kate is an actress, mm-hmm. but that's not her personality. You know? Yeah, it's like, a true situational comedy. Yes, <laughs> like, it's very much a situation based comedy. Uh, yeah, because she, she just is stays the, her great self. She doesn't need the show. She chooses to do it. Like her situation. The show needs her. The show needs her. So (laughs) like she's, they're lucky to have her, you know? Yeah. It's, it, it, she just gets flustered with an old flame that ends up like she does come for a circle, but she as a human is different than what I think Mm -hmm. her original, like them when they first get married and we never see this, but like I get that feeling that like she as a human has grown so much since the divorce by herself. Oh, for sure. You can tell how mature she is compared to him. Yes. And that he's here. (laughs) Like he stayed here. For sure. For sure. For sure. He did not grow. (laughs) Yes. So like she's still going to be carrying his ass through this whole. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He he will use his high charisma to get his way through life as most men do. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah i i was i was very pleasantly surprised diving into lily and finding so much more and so much meat i enjoyed yeah. that a lot yeah that was very fun yeah it's a fun it's a fun show and i i'd like to see it more you know like it it's one of those that doesn't get revived as much as a lot of golden age music no but like why not it's such a fun yeah. jazzy score it sounds so different than so many of its yes. colleagues. Oh, oh, absolutely. Like, I don't know, something about Cole Porter's music yep. is just, a lot of his music goes straight into jazz standards. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of it. Because it, it's just, 
he has a way even even the ballads are bumping like, yeah you know? yeah like, it just and like, like they're all just bops and he like his humor is just his humor towards artistry because like mm-hmm. we open in venice is one of the funniest things oh it's hysterical <laughs> i've ever seen hysterical there's it's it's just it's it's all like yeah this is a very cleverly done show i am yeah. unsurprised that it won a tony yep a little surprised they don't talk more about the couple who wrote the book because I think yeah. that is partially what made this so strong is having this this couple who was having marital problems oh. at the time of this writing. Hmm. Maybe this helped them through it. It's you can tell it. It just it just fully reads, mm-hmm. and it's really really cool. Yeah, but that like yeah. that, that that like if they were going through struggling through anything and like and like any couple might, but if they were like going through anything like writing a show about people who have grown apart that come back together like yeah. what a therapeutic process potentially or traumatic right? process i don't know yeah i want to do both like, <laughs> it's probably both but like it's you can tell that the women in the show are not like bianca even we can talk a little bit about her but like even though bianca, yes i wanted to talk about yeah. her so if we want to dive into her now please go yeah, for it but she's she's flat she's a she's a comedic <laughs> plot device it's a secondary plot but she also like has a lot of power as and a she character. has so much more depth than your classic like I always compare them to um Lily from Annie. Mm, okay. Is the classic like blonde bimbo. Yes. Yes. Who's just there to be pretty. There's mm-hmm. a lot of those. A lot of those to be pretty and dumb. Mm-hmm. And they're so fun to play. Mm-hmm. Are they a little sexist? Yes, they are. But they're still fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but she has, I will say, mm-hmm. she has more depth than that. Yep. In just one song alone. Mm-hmm. Well, really two. She has, she has, <laughs> there's, there's Why Can't You Behave, mm-hmm. which is, very i mean it's more of a ballad than so in love yeah like and it's just like okay why can't you behave i love that song too one of my faves (laughs) so many and she's singing this about bill Mm -hmm. who is her her personal love interest Mm -hmm. and um it's this whole thing of like why can't you get it together dude like this is our our moment to shine and where you see a little bit where she's not necessarily the full dumb you yeah. know, she's not the screw up inept. of the couple. She's not that. No, yeah. absolutely not. She might be a little blonde. She, you yeah. know, she might have. A, she, she might not be. She might, like she's like the epitome of like not really intelligent, but like stri- has some like street sense. You know. Oh like, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. She's she is intelligent enough to be like get your get your act together, dude. Yeah. You know, she's mm-hmm. she's not just in no brains you know yeah and but the but the song that gives her the most depth i think mm-hmm. is always true to you in my fashion um because like her you kind of have that like ado annie vibe also mm-hmm. with her yep but it's like almost <laughs> donald butter <laughs> yeah because she's she always flirts with everybody but she's like no but you're mine like like yeah. i'm yours like yeah. we're we're end game everybody knows, else is like kind of fun she knows what she can get like she yes. knows what her yes. looks get her she's confident yeah she's like oh, oh I'm yeah gonna get, i'm gonna get this what am i supposed to say no like right and always true to you in my fashion always true to you in my way yeah like making it it's her choice it's her Mm -hmm. it's non-negotiable yeah and he's a sucker for like it's yeah it's it's just like yeah i'm in love with her as she is like that's 
But that's it's so yeah. he may need that reminder every once in a while yeah. of the always true to you in my fashion. But like, yeah, she's for it. sure. You know, she's like, she's being her own. But like the the agency that she has yes. is like is yes. insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which are like, yeah, it's just like the women and she could easily have just been a dumb, yeah. the new up and coming dumb like showgirl. And they, mm-hmm. she knows what she wants. And she like, she's not, I don't think she's malicious, but she like uses what yeah. she has and still gets to have, be in love with Bill. And, <laughs> right. And this is a little bit, I mean, this is kind of big too, because like she works at nightclubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, potentially. Yeah. Like we have a, a sex worker. Yeah. Very easily. As a very good character mm-hmm. who is who is fun, but still like she's not a villain by no, any means. She not. is yeah. she is a genuine, nice, fun, maybe a little ditzy character. Mm-hmm. So that representation is not atrocious for that time period. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. Yeah. So she definitely is, like you said. Very much a plot device, very much the classic we need a secondary love story or a secondary plot to be happening where all sorts of nonsense happens. But she's pretty well-rounded. She is. As far as like – she is a character. She's she's pretty static, but she has a little dimension to her. She has a little bit of wants and desires, you know, but Mm -hmm. the the fact that she has wants and desires but still controls her life was the the big like, wow, okay. Like I'm – Yes. She's flat. She's flat. She does not change. Oh, 100%. 100%. But – she owns who she is and she has the moment to tell everyone who she is. Yes. Which is really cool. Is it traditional that she has like a never ending amount of encores or is that just the version I saw? Because like <laughs> I I've seen a couple of things like that. Yes. Okay, I've okay. seen that. I've seen a couple where they'll add extra because I think it's written in. Mm. Oh, where the so chorus has to go out and sing. Verses. Yeah, they have to like do it again because like they're not done with the scene change. Yep. yep. And they have to do it again. So I think that's all written in. It's just okay. a matter okay. of like how many times is up to personal yeah. preference of director. I love it. It's such a funny, <laughs> it's such a funny bit. I think I saw a version where she had like there's one encore and then she disappeared and then they, they wheeled her back on in the rack and then she popped back out for one like second <laughs> encore and I was like because it's a whole full circle from the beginning because she's like how do i get one of those uh-huh. like mm-hmm. of the the big fancy bow that uh, lily takes yes. it's <laughs> like i'm taking it now this is my meta for breaking <laughs> but i'm taking it now just so phenomenal yeah uh, so i yeah. mean this is i felt really good about this i think this yep. is a like a pretty successful show um from what i could mm-hmm. see or i couldn't find at least at first glance. Yeah. Anything really traumatic that happened during the show. Mm-hmm. There weren't any big, crazy egos involved. There nice. weren't any. We had to recast things a thousand times because of so-and-so. We had to rewrite songs because of so-and-so. That's like nice. This was truly a show from start to finish that they built together and worked on and created and made. And I, like, this is very different from the other yeah. shows that. Yeah. We have talked about. Yeah. So. And like the, the yeah. most recent Broadway revival was Kelly O'Hara, right? Was she the one yep, who got to be Yeah, in paid? 2019. Yeah. There's been two Broadway revivals. Okay. Oh, was Marin, Marin the other one? Mm-hmm. Maisie? Yeah. Just like yeah. classic Sopranos who like see. It's very operatic. Like they have operatic Sopranos. Typically. Yeah. Which is, which is so funny because I feel like Cole Porter mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily write. Mm-hmm. 
big not that they can't sound beautiful doing an opposite yeah, video yeah, yeah, yeah. but Obviously. it's not like as it is not the traditional ingenue mm-hmm. super high floaty soprano roles yeah like, i think it's so cool that yeah he was just very unique in this show like having those mm-hmm. it's just a really cool i wish people revived it more yeah is it just that the taming of the shrew is problematic like I, I maybe I don't know, but I think they do. A re- I thought they did a really good. And people can correct me if I they think otherwise. But like, I really enjoy. That's the only way I can digest Taming of the Shrew now. Like, yeah, and, I, I'm unsurprised. Like, that, and of course, ten things I hate about you. But well, that, yeah, that's, that's, that's let's be real. I mean, we can watch that for days. Um, we love that. <laughs> but what's so like a fun fact for me personally yes. is I knew Kiss Me Kate before I actually sat down and read Taming of the Shrew in grad school. And I came to like I come to Wifeth wealthily in Padua, and like oh, no. most of that song is just taken straight from the monologue. So like yes. I'm just as I'm reading Shakespeare, you're singing like, in your head. It ruined some of those monologues for me because I couldn't just read it. It was like I had ruined to sing it. or made it well, better. Let's be real. Let's be real. Yes, I made it better. <laughs> like. Like that's straight from like that ridiculously long title is because it's the first line of that monologue. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's a, that's my fun fact of experience with Kiss Me Kate. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm super glad, super glad that this. Yeah. Is this is like a nice reprieve? It is a nice reprieve. A nice reprieve from some of the other more dramatic. Now, don't get me wrong. There's still stuff that we're going to be talking oh, about. Still tea, a little bit of tea. Don't little, get me wrong, but these are the ladies yeah. for for now. Yeah. Overall, um, I, I think they age pretty well. I think they age great. Like you have two boss yeah. women doing what they want. <laughs> yes, and telling the men. Yep, what they want. <laughs> like this wasn't. This wasn't like Bianca. She wasn't like Lois Lane was not like, oh, well, just so you know, it was like, no, I will always love you in my own passion. I'm like, sorry. I'm so unapologetically. This is me. Like, but no, this yeah. is mm, this is what I'm doing. That's so, <laughs> like, that's just so cool. Like, think just it's so cool to see that and to see a couple of the women that we've even talked about having that quality to them. Mm hmm. In a, in a world that was so anti that on TV. Like it was mm-hmm. just, it was just so anti that. So like the theater, the what women are on stage in the fifty, the late forties, fifties, early sixties is so far opposite than what they were in typical sitcom or television shows. Yeah, that it's just so fascinating to me that the theater has that juxtaposition. Yeah, the theater and then bringing it into Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. Like, ah, uh. so cool. Cool. Well, these two ladies get shiny reviews. Love it. Thank you for aging well. Yes. Um, and check out our after hours to hear um, more different types of tea. Yes. A little deep dive, if you will. I'm very excited. <laughs> Some real life people here. Yes. Yes. And my personal opinions. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just lots of opinions and feelings and random, random shit. That's what we're after hours oh well thanks for listening see you later bye guys bye (laughs) 
Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Damsels in Dialogue. Next week, we take a transatlantic cruise to Paris with two girls from Little Rock and find out if gentlemen prefer blondes. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can help us reach even more listeners by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a rating or comment on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you are listening. If you want to join us for even more discussions and opinions about Kismi Kate or any of our episodes, head over to our Patreon. There you can support the podcast and unlock an entire library of exclusive after-hour video podcasts with a new one arriving each month. You can also unlock research notes, bloopers, and more. Follow us on social media and at our website on damselsanddialogue.podbean.com. Until next time, this has been Damsels and Dialogue. Have a nice day. This podcast episode is sponsored by Royal Princess Parties, LLC, and is produced by Hello Out There Audio, part of Hello Out There Productions. Thank you.